Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Today, my co-host, Austin Hill, will be in part two of his interview with Wes Creed. And then after kind of being on and off Oxycontin and heroin for a couple of years, my dad committed suicide when I was 25. No, 24. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of was the first time in my life that it was kind of a wake up call where I was like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. you're kind of all alone out here. Like, you don't have a mom or dad to fall back on. Like, yeah. you might need to clean your act up. Mm-hmm. So kind of with my sister's help, I, I sobered up a little bit for like six months. And then I just like went back into it full steam, fell off and, mm-hmm. and it just got 10 times worse than it was before. And that's when I had a lot of people in my family praying for me. Um, unbeknownst to me, they were just praying that God would just like take me down to the bottom. They were praying the right prayers. Yeah. And he did. He took all my options away. Mm. I was getting fired from jobs, kicked out of where I was living. Brought me to the point where I was homeless, addicted to heroin, staying in shelters. Mm. Um yeah, and that's when I first found out about the refuge. What year was that? 2009. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, December of uh, November of 2009, my grandma died. I was staying at Faith Mission downtown, and I got a hold of my sister. She let me know that grandma died and that the funeral was going to be that week and that my cousin could pick me up at the shelter and take me. And at the same time, we had been having conversations. She was like, you need to check out this place called The Refuge. Okay. And so I went online, like at the library downtown, Mm -hmm. because that's where everybody from the mission went to hang out during the day, because they weren't allowed to stay there and be freeloaders. Yeah. That's the mission that I hung out at. Yeah. When I was going to Columbus State. (laughs) Oh, really? In 2009, 2010. Yeah, 2008, 9, and 10 is when I was at Columbus State. You were the only person hanging out there that didn't have to be there. <laughs> Maybe. No. You're like, can I just can yeah. I just stay here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man, so find it online at the library. Yeah, and I saw something, and obviously, my what I saw, I interpreted incorrectly because I thought it said, like, six months. Uh-huh. And, like, no tobacco, tobacco-free, and I was like, huh, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Not gonna do that because uh-huh. I smoked a pack a day from the age of like fourteen to up until then, mm-hmm. at least pack plus probably. Um, so yeah, I told my sister I was like, yeah, I don't know, because in my mind I was like, I just need like a cushy rehab, some place to go, like you see on the movies. They like smoke cigarettes, drink coffee, and just like watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I thought I could, you know, that would work. Was this your first recovery? Yes. Rehab? Okay. Yeah, this was my first uh, rehab experience, recovery experience. So, anyways, I went to the funeral, and um, unbeknownst to me, my sister had been telling my my cousin Dean, who's kind of like more like an uncle. I mean, he really loves the Lord, prayer warrior type guy. And she was like, you need to get a hold of Wes and pray with him today. Like they had all been like trying to figure out a way to like get me a church or something. Mm-hmm. And so they used this funeral as a way. 
But he told her, he's like, I'm not going to just like, if he wants me to pray for him, he can come ask me to. And she didn't say anything to me about it, but like it was, it was just so heavy on my heart and everything. My world was just imploding on me. I think being at that funeral just made me realize like what I'd been shown growing up, mm. the love of God and how good he was. And I was just done. I was tired. So I went up to Dean, my cousin, I was at the end of the funeral. I'm like, can you pray with me? Mm-hmm. And so while the funeral home people were like trying to close up and do all that, we went in the back room and my family like circled around me and prayed for me. And I just broke down like crying. I was mm. like, this is it. It just felt like home. Cause I, yeah. I just finally like, I was like, I'm done. I'm going in the refuge Monday. Mm. So that was a Friday and it was a tenuous weekend. I actually used, I went back to the mission for the weekend. I used Saturday and I was super stressed out because I knew at that time, I think you were supposed to like not, not have used for like a week beforehand. Uh-huh. So I went to orientation Monday morning. I was completely honest because I was like, this is it, new leaf. I'm just going to be honest about everything. I told them I'd use a couple days ago and uh, they made an exception and let me in. Wow. Thankfully. That's awesome. Was orientation here at Veritas West? No, it was at Jericho's Outreach down the bottom to West, West Broad, Broad Street. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, guys volunteer there on Tuesdays. Yeah. Right? Hey, well, they feed my sheep. Yeah, feed my sheep. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. right where it is, or awesome. it used to be. Very cool. Yeah. So, and then from there, went to induction, which was at the time in Over the Rhine in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which, this has changed an awful lot since it was there. The refuge has changed a lot since 2009, I'll say yeah. that. Uh-huh. So induction was kind of like phase one. Yes. So yes. they took you from the west side mm-hmm. to over the Rhine in Cincinnati. And if you're not familiar with Cincinnati, over the Rhine is just north of downtown and is still going through some pretty intense gentrification. It's Parts of it are beautiful. Parts of it are very rough. But like... It was pretty scary when we were there. We were not allowed by any means to go outside by ourselves. And more so, too. I mean, it's it's for accountability, accountability, but also like, yeah, over the Rhine was over the Rhine. was. We saw some stuff just looking out of our windows because we were like right across the street from a bodega and Mm. there were drug deals and prostitution and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean. It's really not similar any different than the hilltop or the bottoms, the yeah. hurting. That's yeah, so similar to on. Sullivan Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a lot further away. Yeah. Just two hours away. Yeah. So. So that's, that was for a month? That was for, uh, back then it wasn't strictly a month. Okay. Depending on how you were doing. Mm-hmm. If you, if they've, you know, if you were having a lot of issues and really acting out and not acting like you wanted to be here, then. Mm-hmm. They'd sit you down and talk to you, and if you act like you did want to say, it might just extend your time in induction. So there, there were guys that were like in first phase for two, three months, even. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because so they just, just couldn't. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. I think I was. I think I was there for like five weeks. Okay. And then transitioned to the farm, which at that time was in Benton. Benton County. Yeah. Okay. So where the yeah so where their first refuge property was. So that was for how, so the refuge has changed in how we do our programming an awful lot. Shoot, that's been 12 years now? Yeah. So when you went to the farm, were you there for a year? Have they started the work program yet? Oh, no. Yeah, we were coming up. So I think 
two months into the, you're supposed to be at the farm for six months and like two months in you started working. So for the first two months you were just at the farm. Okay. Doing curriculum and Mm -hmm. chores and all the stuff in transitional housing provided by the refuge. Yeah. Okay. So it just depended. It was always in flux. Yeah. So you're highlighting the fact that the refuge is constantly changing. Oh, yeah. Because STC is what we used to always say. What is just what? What's STC? Subject to change. Subject to change. Okay. Yeah. So what? So you went in 2009. It had started 10 years prior. And 10 years, when it started, it was just 13 months out at the farm. <laughs> and that was, guys were just going. Staring like, at they Tom. Were, yeah, they just come and listen to Tom talk and going like, you know, what would it stir crazy out there? So that's when they started adding these phases. Yes. Like shifting with locations. And so you started in Cincinnati, went to Vinton County, and then go to the hilltop or yeah. Franklinton, yeah. the bottoms, for the last portion of your time. So it was tech at that point, there was only three phases. Yeah. And the third phase was the last That was it. How long was it? Like four to five, depending on when you transferred? Yeah, it was still a 13-month ministry, okay. so however long you had how left you had to your left? date, okay. you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that was. So guys had different amounts in each phase. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be in part three in our interview with Wes Creed tomorrow. We'll see you then.